Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Wifely Wisdom. Remember, this is season two. Season two, and this is now episode five. This topic, guys, (laughs) is so popular, especially the title of this particular episode, Stay in Your Lane. It is so popular, um, but it is so real. And, you know, when God put it on my spirit to really speak about stay in your lane, I was really excited (laughs) because a lot of people really need to get it. It's so important. And really, you know, in actually virtually every area of our life, you know, where our identity is. And I just really want to jump right into it because this is, (laughs) guys, you have no idea. If everybody would just stay in their lane, things would be so good. But you know, it is what it is. So for those who are listening, please tune in, take notes. Um, Feel free to share with anybody that you know needs to stay in their lane (laughs) Um, as you're listening and it's hitting points. If someone comes to you, don't don't hesitate but to pause and share it on and then hit play again and continue on because this one, my friends, I promise is going to be a good one. Although I feel like they're all good ones really, but I guess for me, (laughs) um, I just really, you know, think is so important and it's really a sad situation and very dangerous um, situation when people do not stay in their lanes. <clears throat> now let's get into it. So I wanted to really start this off because this is such a popular topic. Um, I wanted to start it off with scripture just so that we stay within, um, you know, we, we, we stay keeping it you know, with God, that it doesn't get fleshy and worldly, but that the the principles remain true to exactly what God is saying so that we're not just speaking out of opinions that you're not like, okay, well, this is just how she feels, but that we're actually, you know, speaking the word of God. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is staying in your lane as husband and wife. So this is wifely wisdom, but feel free, please to give this to share this with your husband, with your man, with your brother, your father, your uncle, your cousin, (laughs) your, your homie, whoever share it. You know, this is really good. So staying in your lane as husbands and wives. Okay. This is really big. We are husband we are all made in the image of God but we are both one is husband and one is wife okay and so I wanted to really highlight um Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 to really um well we'll go we'll start at 22 we may go on to 33 but we'll we'll I'll you know we'll just flow with God at this point but I wanted to start there now we've read this before in previous episodes but as we know, there's revelation. Um, there's so much different revelations that you get. And really, it could be the same thing. But when you apply it to the, the topic at hand, it makes sense, right? Okay. Now it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Um, let, should I, let me think. Uh, okay, I think I want to stop here, okay? Um, actually, you know what? 
Let's go a little further that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Okay. Now, now that we got that out the way, now that not even out the way, now that we've set the standard, right? We put the word in it. Okay. Here's why it's important to stay in your own lane as husbands and wife. A lot of times there is so much competition, and I've talked about this before, but I need to highlight this again. There's a lot of competition in marriages on both sides, husbands and wives. You will find a lot of masculinity traits in women and a lot of feminine traits in men. Um, a lot of times with women is, uh, yes, there are reasons they, maybe the husbands didn't step up to the plate, or maybe they've never seen a man be, you know, step in the role that he was destined to be. Maybe they've only been around, you know, like alpha women. So you've seen that. And then with men, maybe they did not have a father figure. Maybe they um, they didn't have a father figure or maybe they were once again only, you know, they've only seen alpha women. So this kind of creates a little conflict. However, we thank God that we are renewed, right? We're renewed so we can now, so now we can know different. Now we can really get what's going on so that we can stay in our lane. Here's the issue when as a husband, we and and wives, we have every marriage is different. I've said this before and I'll say it again and I will probably say it again in another episode. Every marriage is different, right? Paul, you know, the apostle Paul said it best. He said it, um, you know, this is a great mystery. This is um, verse 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Okay, so here's where it gets interesting. The husband, the the role, the requirement, the requirement of the woman is to respect her husband. That is the requirement. That's your lane. Your lane as a wife, as a wife, is to be respect um, in concerns of your husband is to respect him. That is the that is your lane. It's to respect him. The role of a husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church, as he as him and also as he loves his own self. That is their lane. So what does that mean? What happens is when people don't stay in their lane, aka um because the husband did something disrespectful, right? The wife then feels that she needs to retaliate because and disrespect him. Now, where there's a problem in that is that you are there's no <laughs> your requirement that your it's your actual requirement to respect him. It's a requirement. See, that's not the is not reciprocated on his and then on his side because she's upset about something or she's not pleased or she don't or she's not um. Or she's trying to run or leave the marriage or she's trying to run away. He feels like, you know what? I'm going to beat you to the punch where no, the requirement for you as a husband is to love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Now, if we think about how Christ loved the church, we have to think, okay, Christ loved us despite our flaws. Christ loved, he, he prayed for us. He interceded for us. 
Even when he saw wickedness, even when he saw weaknesses in us, he still interceded on our behalf. He died on the cross for our sins. Even when he was being mocked and spit at and beaten, he still said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they have done. He put his life on the line. He sacrificed for um for us. That is how Christ loved the church. Because remember, the church is the body. The church is the people, right? So that's how Christ loved the church. So, so as a husband, that is what you're supposed to do. That is your requirement. What happens is if you feel that, you know, what happened, I'm speaking to the husbands real quick. What happens is when they feel that, you know, the wife is not doing that. They feel as though they don't have to do that. Now that not every marriage, glory to God, but there are those marriages where feel like they have to compete with the wife in, in, in the area of pettiness. You know, a lot of times there are a lot of marriages where there's petty competitions. But the funny thing is, is it's actually, your, as a husband, it's your requirement not to be petty. You actually have to be the one to step up to the plate. I imagine my 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 joy when I my, my pastor and my church, he spoke about this. Like, man, you have to step up. I was like, thank you. Please, I'm so happy. You have to step up. You cannot be in a petty comp competition with your wife that you're now operating outside of your lane you're stepping out of your lane you're competing here's another thing the and as and as we just read the husband right just as Christ is the head of the church the husband is the head of his wife so the husband is the covering of his wife the husband is the one who covers his wife he covers her he is the head over her right so what happens is a lot of times the husbands just really negate that whole and really put away, put aside that whole responsibility. And then the wife ends up taking it and she is fully operating outside of her lane. Now, what happens when you out, up, when you operate outside of your lane as a wife? There are attacks hit that you were never graced to, to get hit with. So a lot of women, they get hit with attacks, they get swayed, they get pulled, they are in rebellion, they are open, the door is open for attacks because they are, they are stepping in a lane that was, that was never intended for them. That is why, excuse me, <laughs> my voice, <laughs> but I'm going to still speak because God put a word in me. So I plead the blood of Jesus over this here vocal cord in Jesus name. But um, yes, so, and as we spoke about before, submission and marriage, yes, it's necessary. This is why, because when you're in, when you're not operating in your lane, it causes extra stress. It, you know, you get extra, you get aged, <laughs> you get frustrated, right? The husband, he's upset because he's not getting respected because you, in, to, for the, in order for it to work, you need to be operating as the head. How can somebody respect you if they're the ones that's operating as the head? So therefore, everybody's just really out of alignment and the woman is getting hit with the, an attack. And honestly, as I'm even speaking, the, um, the example I can think of is Adam and Eve. See, the, the serpent, the devil went to Eve first, right? She went to Eve because she was, she is the weaker vessel. There is a scripture. It's funny. I didn't even pull it up, but it says, as for husbands, they need to, they need to love their wives and honor their wives as, and, and respect and honor their wives as the weaker vessel. They have to understand that. So the, um, the, um, the serpent went to him, you know, went to the wife and was like, and said, you know, and, you know, lured her into eating the fruit. But that's what happens when you are not operating in your lane and leaves you open for attack. 
It leaves you open for the attack. Whereas the husband, he is the head. There is a protection in that. That there's certain things that cannot hit you when y'all are operating in the lane. That you're meant to be when you're in the order, the divine. And by I, when I say stay in your lane, I mean stay in the calling, stay in the calling that God has given you. Identity, guys, identity. It is one of the most important things we can have as a human being. When you know who you are, when you know who you are, then you can truly operate in that way. If you're a wife listening to this, one of the things you are a woman, okay. You are a woman. So there's certain graces and there's certain things that you must do, right? We can get into that another day because it can get really deep and meaty, but I want to just stick to the topics at hand unless God leads me. But you want to operate. There's certain roles you have as a woman. There's certain, even when you go, even in certain areas of ministry, there's certain things, coverings you need as a woman. This is not to, you know, I'm not here to um, battle any feminists, but this is just what God has placed in us for our protection. Do you understand? Um, if you're a wife, you, you're a wife, listen, you, that means you're a wife. That means that as your role as a wife, you are under your husband. I'm not talking about um, if you're a bit entrepreneur, when you're out doing your business work, that's something different. But when you are as a wife, as, as far as, as a wife, as, as long as you are married to your husband, you are under his covering. And my, and prayerfully y'all are under the covering of God. Y'all are operating under the covering of God. So you're under his covering. This is no, well, he's not going to do it. So I must, I must step up and lead him. No, that's not how it goes. You operate under his covering. What that means is, is that because like I said, here, catch the key part is that y'all operate under the covering of God. So what that means is, although he is the head, there's a protection in that, that does not stop you from praying and seeking God for anything that you are, that you believe God for, that he is not doing correctly. We've talked about this before, but it's just important that you get that stay in your lane this is not just in concerns of everybody's um you know if somebody's good in business but this really is in every aspect of your life and that includes husband and wife if you are a wife stay in your lane as a wife if you don't know what that means go this is the perfect opportunity to go into the bible or even google rows of the rows of wives in the bible um different wives in the bible and see how they acted don't allow society to make you feel like that is what that's weakness there's protection in that sincere protection because even if you look at the role of Abigail, right? Yes, she, so you're not just, you know, you're not just um following blindly, but you're also using wisdom, wifely wisdom, when she knew that her husband, um I think Nabal, I can't remember his name, so don't quote me, when he was operating in straight foolishness, she went ahead and made sure that their family was protected. She didn't lead the family in anything, but she did go before David and say, you know, ask for mercy, she asks for mercy. When you're a wife, you're making sure that you're praying for your husband. You're making sure because you know that he, as we've talked about it, the woman uh, usually gets attacked emotionally, but the men gets attacked in their head. So you want to make sure that as a wife, you're covering them. And we're not, and you know, especially when we go into Proverbs 31 and we're talking and, and you're thinking about a Proverbs 31 woman, right? 
So where is important as a wife stay in your lane, there's protection there. It is obedience comes much favor, comes much blessings and it increases your faith because you're trusting that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and you're trusting that God will shape, will shift your husband into what he's supposed to do. And that at the end of the day, you're God's daughter and God will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you're, when you're operating in your lane, you're really giving your trust to God and saying, God, I trust that you're going to do this. God, uh, my husband, he is I don't know what this path he is on is disastrous. I pray, God, that you will supernaturally intervene and stop this madness. Please, God, have mercy on this family. Let him not lead this family into nonsense, right? You can pray to God for that, and God will give you instructions, okay? God will give you instructions, whether through whether straight from the source or you will get confirmation. And if you are blessed enough to have wise counsel, it'll come from them, the counsel of the Lord. Because remember, that's the counsel that will stand, meaning it will hold up, meaning it will actually work. Okay, um, here's another one. Um, the bot as the body of Christ. Um, one Now I want to use, I want to just, this is such an important part for me because I wanted one day, um, I, you know, it was something that was going on and there was like a piece, like my hip, right? A little piece, like a little, little spot on my hip and it, um, and it was, it, it was, I was in pain right there. And do you know, I could be, I could not walk like for, for that time, for that little period of time, that little pain, I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I couldn't understand like, well, why is this happening? And then imagine me getting the revelation that little piece of the hip, it wasn't my legs, not my feet, not even um, the whole hip. It was just a small little, a small little piece on one side, not my head, not my eyes, not my ears, not my fingers, not even my toes. It was none, none of, not my, nothing. It was that little small and that stopped me from moving. Why do I give that example? Because as a body of Christ, as a people, we have to learn to stay in the lane. We have to learn to stay in the lane. It is it is very it is very crucial and it is very important. And I actually wanted to read um <clears throat> I wanted to read um first what is it? First Corinthians chapter twelve. Is it chapter twelve? Um yes, we're gonna go twelve and I'll just stop when I feel led to stop. It says, For as the body is one and has many members, um, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So the body ha- has many members in it. Remember, the body is a people, right? For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many, right? So here's the big part right here. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. It is, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? So now, um, now I'm just going to read a little bit further. So now, but now indeed there are many members yet one body and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. No much rather those members of the body, which seem to be weaker are necessary. Okay. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable on these, we bestow greater honor and our, unpresent, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. 
okay? So all this is to say, this is just saying, um, this is the unity of the body of Christ. Everybody has been born with a gift. Here's the problem. People lack identity. People are coveting. They are looking at other people's lives. They're looking at other people's gifts and they are completely just ignoring what they have. And it is the most, it's the saddest thing you one has ever want to see. Imagine you are, imagine God has placed you to be a chef. Okay. God has placed you to be a chef. And I'm not talking about any old chef. I'm talking about really the calling on your life is to be like the super famous Michelin starred um, chef who's also used, shown on TV, who has talk shows, all of these different things. Because that level of popularity, there's a certain uh, elite type of people that he needs you to bring to Christ. That is your purpose. You are literally called to be a chef. But because of lack of identity, because of jealousy, we're going to get to that in a second, because you're so focused and, and, and because you're so focused on the other person, that person has been called to be a speaker um, or not even a speaker, or maybe even a, a, a um, let me think here, a, a pastor. Okay, then you a pastor of a church and you're jealous and you want to be like him or you feel like you can do it better than him or you feel like you're nothing. So now you're intimidated by him when in fact y'all have two different reasons. Both are both the whole reason for both of you guys here is to win souls. Whether one is supposed to win millions of souls and you're supposed to win thousands of souls, but maybe one of those thousands are connected to the millions of souls. But you have, but there is, but if you would stick to your in your lane and do what God has called you to do, right? If you would do what God has called you to do and not focus on what the other person's blessings are and what the other person's giftings are, you will find yourself in a much better space and at peace. There is no peace in always focusing on how blessed someone else is or how wonderful in someone else is or how they got it good and you don't or how, you know, you don't know if I, I can't, this is my thing. If you're not seeking God for which what your identity if you're not wondering or even just wondering like god what am i good at what what do i what should i do what is it that i want to do god what are the passions you've given in me but you're so focused on someone someone else there is a level of intimidation and jealousy there and i pray you get deliverance because that is a short ticket way to hell you need to make sure that you are focused on what the blessings and the the promise and the calling that god has for your life because in that you will find peace and that you will find purpose. Contentment comes with that. It is an unfortunate thing because, and the reason why this is such a serious message is because there are a lot of people, unfortunately, who are trying to operate in the lane of someone that they know. Maybe they've been friends with this person since childhood. Maybe they've known this person for a long time and they've seen this person from, you know, the old days up until now they're born again, operating in their purpose and they have allowed the spread of jealousy to come. And jealousy is the one is, is a dangerous sin because that thing leads to the grave. And the problem with that is, is that you're trying to do something with somebody else's done with somebody else's doing and you have no grace to do it.
I remember speaking with someone and I gave an example and I said, imagine, you know, with we look at, we, even if we look at the story and the journey of the life journey of the apostle Paul, right? After he gave his life to God, the apostle Paul, his calling, he was to suffer, literally suffer for the gospel, but see, when somebody operates with that in that that level of jealousy or somebody operates with a lack of identity, they will notice they will only see the good things that Paul went through. They won't even notice the fact that there was times that he got beat to death and the angel had to bring him back to life. So they would just see that he was getting gifted, right? He was he was being gifted a lot. I think when he was in was it Corinth, I believe, um, he was they they always they gave him honor consistently. They honored him. They gave him things. They they consistently did. And so when people see that, you know, the, I can imagine as imagine somebody with that level of that same anointing uh, and that same calling, seriously, of the apostle Paul. And because somebody and because the person, another person suffers with with just lack of identity and just not focusing on the lane that God has placed them in, the calling that God has put them on, they're trying to operate as somebody who they never had the grace to be like. Because see, when, um, because he, check this out when you're, when you're in a, when, when you have been called to do something, when you're born with something, there are certain things that you can handle that somebody else cannot, because what comes with your calling and with your purpose, there comes a lot of other stuff. There comes certain attacks. There comes certain things that you have to walk out that was already written before you were placed in your mother's womb. And when somebody tries to tap and tries to take your life or they try to take that, they are doing something they never had the grace to do. So imagine if somebody tried to take a, a try to mimic the apostle Paul what, because they seen that he got a bunch of gifts because they see that he was recognized because they seen that he was popular in the land. But then what happens? What, what happens when this not staying in your lane? What's the danger in that? The danger is, is how do they react when they're getting beaten with rods? How do they react when they're getting stripes and put in jail? How do they react when they're getting betrayed and being dealt with evil consistently? How do they react? What do they do? No, what happens is they, they get they get tormented and sometimes suicide comes. And this is what really happens. That is why it is super important. And I mean this. That is why this is super important to stay in your lane. Seek God, please. I say this math and I, I might actually be saying this almost every episode, but Matthew 6, verse 33, seek God, seek God and seek the kingdom of God and all the, all those other things will be added onto you. Allow God to show you who you've been created to be, created to be. Stay in the lane that God has given you. And some of you, um, that you want to do something that is small because of fear. But see what happens with that is you're still not operating in your lane. You're trying to be something small. You're trying to be, you, you, you don't want to view it. You don't want to handle, you don't want to deal with what you th- perceive to be like extra work or seriousness or a lot that is required of you. And even if it is, you don't even understand that God knows you better than you know yourself. God knows you better than you know yourself. So what is happening is that you're trying to do something smaller and you will literally find no enjoyment in your life. You will feel unpurposed. You will try to figure out why you're always complaining. You'll try to figure out why you're always depressed. You'll try to figure out why you're why, why with life you're blah about it. You will, and then you will get jealous when you see someone living joy. Because you don't, because just using the apostle Paul as an example, he loves to suffer for God. He loved to suffer for God. 
He loved it. He said, even when I made, we, I feel strength because that was his purpose here on this earth. That was his purpose. When you're operating your purpose, no matter how you perceive it to be, it is important that you, that it, when you will feel content, despite where the challenges will come, you will find that you can handle it. Some people, if you're a leader, if, if, if you see people, some people really are jealous of leaders and don't even know what comes with being a leader. They don't understand what comes with being a leader. Some people are jealous of people who um, are best friends with a leader. How about that? They don't even know what comes. Oh, I wish I could be that person's friend. I, I wish I could take that place. But do you know what that part that the friend has to do with? Being on the front line. Huh? Having a fa- doing so much, living literally like the, the 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 things that come with being a friend of somebody who's in the forefront, who's on the front line. Like what comes with that? The level. It's important that as a body, I don't. If you are literally an administrator, if you are administrative, you better hold your head high and trust and walk your purpose out. Stop trying to minimize your own self. That is disrespectful. Imagine God, God made everything great. So and nothing is better than the other. I told you it was a little small piece and I couldn't walk. Some, a lot of times when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to people who are operating together in ministries, when it comes to people who are doing business together, when they have this group and it's failing, it's because somebody is not doing right. They feel like maybe their part is too small. They did not honor their part in it at all. They're not staying in their lane. They want to be the forefront. They want to be the head honcho. They want to be the person. Well, why I got to do this? Why can't I do that? Listen, if you don't sit your um, behind down and, and do your job and do it right. Or, or better yet, because you see somebody's giftings and you feel like they're not doing their due diligence in it, they're not because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You can do it because you see the goodness of it, and then the the backlash and attacks that hit you, and you not even under, and you didn't even you don't even know why is because you can't even handle it yourself. You feel like because you can take two steps further than they can, not even knowing the level of steps that you're going to be taking back because of the warfare will be unreal. This is so important that we honor who God has called us to be. Let us let it look at the, let us look at ourselves like this is not our we are God's vessel. We are God's chosen. We are God's choice. We are who God created us to be. God saw it fit for you or for me to be put into this position with this type of anointing, with this level of anointing because this is what he needed me to do at this level and it's going to and at the end of the day, we're all going to win souls for Christ. If you're supposed to, and like, like the scripture said, if you're supposed to be an eye, why are you up here running to be the nose? Or if you're supposed to be the nose, why are you trying to be an eye? We still need the smells. We still need to smell stuff. Okay. We still need to smell stuff. If you're in the church, why do what God has called you to do? Now, when God decides to promote you, then you go, you promote if God decides to do it, but if not, stay where God placed you. You know, they, there's different, um, you know, a lot of, there's different offices. There's apostles, there's prophets, there's teachers, right? There's so many other things. There's so many other, um, uh, excuse me. Yes. Apostles, prophets, teachers, um, miracles, gifts of healing, help, administrators, all of these, right? 
there's all of these different offices that people walk in. Be who God has called you to be. Operate in that. Study that. Seek God about that. Stop trying to be something that you are never graced to carry. Stop trying to be something that you cannot handle. And another thing is so important. Stay in when you stay in your lane, you will know what you can do. Just because somebody else can do it and get away with it does not necessarily mean you can do it. Their their demons, house and house witches are may not be the same as yours. So what that means is that if that person is seen drinking glasses of wine and you know good and well you heard you know there is no grace for you to drink it, why are you about to pick one up? Because that person can do it. That, child, that is a level of childish mentality that people have to come up from because it saves people from so much attacks. So much attacks. It is so important that we as a body of people, as a, we as a body of Christ, we as people, husbands and wife, okay, that we operate in, the, in, in how God has called us to be, that we do what God has called us to do, that we're not so focused on what another person is doing that they're able to do this or because you know some people are they get so jealous of people who are in the limelight right and they were never called to be in the limelight but imagine do you know the type of arrows that come against people in the limelight do you know the level of the level of attack that is on the on the lives of those in the limelight you know can you handle that were you even graced to handle that the sacrifice that sometimes they have to be away from their ma- their um their their marriages their families their children you know people want to be like they, these leaders wives and not even knowing that the wives have to carry so much weight that an average wife would not have to because the calling on the life of their husband to bring sheep to Christ is so huge. It is so important that we stay in our lane and, and thank God, really, and for who he has called us to be. Because when you stay in the avenue which you are, whether you are a, whether you are a leader, whether you are a celebrity, um, somebody who is a famed leader, a famed pastor, whether you are a chef, whether you are a speaker, a, a motivational speaker, whether you are a lawyer or a doctor, whether you are a sanitation worker, whether you have have own a fleet of cars whatever it is that you do whatever god ha- whatever god has placed you on this earth to do understand at the end of the day it is for the sole purpose of winning souls to christ so you have to take pride in knowing that god placed you in there because there is a certain group of people who he needs you to meet who he needs you to speak to who he needs you to bring to god who he may need you to bring to a church don't allow the spirit of of jealousy to overtake you that is a dangerous thing don't allow the spirit of of foolishness and folly to overtake you foolishness feeling that you can actually do what somebody else is doing just because you've seen them do it or just because you may have researched something when god puts you in that place and god puts the burden on you it will and you do it i'm telling you that's what's glorious not trying to do something that someone else has done is doing and you don't even and you were never even purposed to do that. Stay in your lane. Seek God about who you are. Start with your roles that you have now. Start with the roles you have now. I'm a woman. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. And uh, and show, and allow God to show you the rest. And move in obedience and flow. And God will show you. 
And if you're one of those people who have been constantly looking at another person, just like, man, I wish I could be like that. Or, or just like, you know, you know, admit, just being honest with yourself, jealous because you feel like they're just walking in their purpose. or you want to do what they're doing, right? Or maybe you don't want to do what they're doing, but you're just, just sitting there watching them, not even focusing on yourself, not even focusing, not even seeking God on what you're called to do, right? Repent. First off, please <laughs> repent and seek God. God will meet the, the beauty about God is God will meet us where we are at. God will meet us where we are at. And when so God will meet us where we're at. So go seek God about this. Seek God and trust that God is going to do it. Trust that God is going to move for you. Trust that God is going to show you. Your identity is important. God makes God is per- God God is perfect. Everything he makes is great. Everything he every he made us in his image. So don't think just because, you know, as we talked about the different roles of administrative that that makes you just less than no, we're all important. We're all needed. Everything is needed. Everything is needed. We're all needed. Oh, you, then people a lot of people will look at the money side of things. I'm not, I don't really name drop right now because, you know, this is so early on in the podcast. But I know someone who made millions and what his his passion did not make millions. But he, you know, he he took side, he took side, you know, different side jobs and stuff and made millions from that. Do what God is calling you to do, whatever that is. Whatever that is, seek God. God, who am I? Look at the roles. And when you identify your roles, research them. Look in the Bible. What are the roles of daughters? Godly daughters, please don't, you know, if you're a mother, godly mothers, don't don't look up, you know, if you want to look up the evil mothers, you can too because you'll see their downfall. So you see where what not to do if that's where God leads you. Look up the roles of a wife. Okay, look up the faithful women in the Bible, faithful women. There's a lot of them, you know, I love Jesus. I do. I really do. I was just thinking about, I thought about it and I was like, Jesus really did look out for us. <laughs> he, and he really did look out for women. Seriously. It still does. He, Jesus does look out for us, but I'm just saying, research these things. The Bible is there for a reason. And there is the beginning of your, of, of you seeking and you finding your identity so that you will stay in your lane to avoid any unnecessary attacks, any hits, any type of disturbances, any robbery of your peace right? Any destruction of your marriage, any destruction of your children, any destruction of your household, literally seek God. Okay. So that was it. This one was definitely with a serious tone because it's so important. You know, all of them is, you know, they're all important, but this one is like a lot of people, if they would just do what God is calling them to do, instead of worrying about what someone else is doing, they would be in a much better space. So please do me a favor. Do not hesitate, but to share this one this is this is one that we want to share and so um yes share it you can and also please follow me on clubhouse i'm on clubhouse now and follow me on instagram both at wifely wisdom wifely wisdom one the number one and i'm on twitter at wisdom wifely i'm still trying to get the hang of it um and also if you have any prayer requests any comments concerns email me at um email me at wifely wisdom the, the, the number one so wifely was the one at gmail.com and please i'm also hosting a trip so get ready for that um it's going to be super exciting so 
Yes. So I wanted to pray for everybody, you know, for sure. So, Heavenly Father God, we just come before your throne of grace through Christ Jesus. God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. God, we just thank you. God, we thank you for making man in your own image. We thank you for being um, the, the, as, as vast as you are, as just who you are God that you are so mindful of us we thank you for creating us God we thank you for thinking of us enough to create us and knowing us before you even place us in your in our mother's womb knowing who you have called us to be and who we are in the name of Jesus God Father God, we repent for any time we have tried to operate in a role that was never meant for us in the name of Jesus. We repent of, for being jealous of others um, for um, the success or seeing only success in the name of Jesus. We repent for um, being foolish in areas of, a, of feeling that we can do what other people can do, not what you have called us to do. We repent, Father, in the name of Jesus for any time, God, that we have literally God, we repent for any time that we did not operate in your calling. Any time that we have literally um, dropped the mantle, um, or just dropped the assignment because we felt in our own hearts that it was too small for us. Father God, we repent for pride in the name of Jesus, God. We ask you, Lord, to... Um, have mercy on us and forgive us for our sins in the name of Jesus. And we receive your forgiveness and faith, O Lord, in Jesus' name. God, we call on you today and we seek you. God, show us your roles you have for us. Show us our purpose, God. And your God, show us who you've called us to be, God. Show us our destiny help, God. Show us where we're supposed to be, God. Show us the roles every role that we have in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that everybody at the sound of my voice will hear this, God. I rebuke every spirit of offense and defense in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, God, for showing yourself mighty on our behalf in the name of Jesus and meeting us where we are at, God. We thank you, Lord, for cleaning us and, and, and purging any wickedness out of us in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke any evil desire and every spirit of jealousy and envy, all witchcraft, anything that, and all witchcraft, anything that has tried to come to have, that has tried to come against us and has tried to, uh, and that has tried to operate through anybody that is um, at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, for showing yourself mighty and overthrowing every plan of the enemy. God, I pray that you will restore the identity of those and that they will be secure in who you have called called them to be in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over our sins and I plead the blood of Jesus over every part of us from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. I pray that you remove the demonic veil so that we can see exactly who you have called us to be in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you are doing and we rejoice in knowing that great things are ahead and we thank you for answered prayers, oh Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so also I wanted to, um, once again, if you have not given your life to Christ, I want to say a prayer for you. I want to say a prayer with you, I should say, because, you know, it's nothing. God is the one that gave us the identity. So what better way is to walk this out with God? So how can we do that? Simply by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, giving your heart to God and allowing God to work a good thing in you. So if you have not given your life to God, um, I want you to say this, um, repeat this, repeat the prayer after me. Or if you just want to rededicate your life, if you felt like you have, but you just really went astray, it's never, it's not too late, please um, say this prayer with me and I pray that God will meet with you and that you will have a supernatural experience and counsel with God. And I just, and I thank God for everything he'll do. He is doing for you in Jesus name. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. 
I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross on the third day. <clears throat> and I believe you are the Son of God, excuse I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So guys, take care. Um, I pray this, whether you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or night, I just pray that let it be the best morning, afternoon, and night you've ever, <laughs> you've ever had to date. And um, I just can't wait to speak with y'all again. Like I said, feel free to share. Be a blessing to someone that needs to hear it. And always, please like, share, and subscribe. Love y'all in real life. Bye.